welcome to another exciting episode of the Escape with Nick and Dan. My name is Nick. And you must keep your identity as Clark Kent a secret. You will do this for two reasons. First of all, you cannot serve humanity 28 hours a day. But 24. And also, if you were to be called upon, humanity would call upon you to finish the tasks that even they could do themselves. Hi, I'm Adam. Watch Superman. Is that the uh, is that the OG Superman? Yes, sir. I won't say it's the only Superman. You know why I won't say that? Because there's so many iterations. I didn't know we'd be talking about Superman. There are so many inter iterations of Superman that I like. For the most part, I like them all. I mean, they're all pretty much... You know, the one thing Warner Brothers did right was never let that damn Nick Cage movie get made. Oh, God, yes. Even though, in retrospect, it'd be a cool little weird piece of history. There's a documentary out there by a guy named John Schnepp called uh, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened. I highly suggest seeing it if you could. Uh, but uh, it'd be a weird piece of science fiction history to look at. But, yeah, I'm glad it never happened. Yeah, well, at that point, kind of Tim Burton very much became like persona non grata as far as like, don't let him near comic book stuff anymore. <laughs> like, like he he went too far with uh with Batman Returns. Let's just and you're gonna give him like the sprite shining light of the DC universe. No, he wasn't gonna give him that at all. There was rules for that movie. One, no flying. You couldn't fly. Yeah. What? Superman can't fly. Two, do you know what the nerd version of Clark Kent was gonna be? It wasn't going to be. It was. It wasn't going to be like, um, like you know, your nerdy, hunched over glasses, whatever guy. It was going to be an emulate uh, emulation of uh, Kurt Cobain. That's what the nerd was going to look like in that movie. The nerd in general. The nerd was going to look like the Kurt Cobain. The epitome, epitome of, of cool. Cool <laughs> in the nineties. Right. Exactly. You could not have been cooler, but yet in retrospect. More of a depressed nerd than Kurt Cobain. And and he was going to kill Superman in the movie. And he was going to bring him back in the same movie. The, the longer this conversation goes on, I'm much happier this movie did not get made. In the original script, he had guards at the Fortress of Solitude. Were they robots? Like the robot? No, but they were polar bears eventually. Fuck yeah. They were polar bear guards. That's why in Man of Steel... There's an homage to that little piece of the script when you see all the polar bears looking around after the ship flew away. All right. First of all, I'm okay with the polar bear polar bear guards. You had me there. As long as they weren't like the Coca-Cola ones. You know. No, no, no. I, I got you, but uh think about this. What does Superman need guards for? Because he's friends with polar bears. Right. <laughs> is, is that even a question at this point? <laughs> what do you need a guard for? Like the polar bears would be like <laughs> there's boys, like whatever. It's cool. Like we're just on the payroll. It's cool, man. <laughs> the endangered species uh polar bears would be like, you know we're friends with Superman, right? And you just killed yeah. one of us, right? Well, this is gonna be so bad for you. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like <laughs> who are you gonna make friends with in the fortress of South? Might as well be polar bears, so so you're his guards. Hey, that's what he said. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent of you know someone with a posse. They're just part of his posse. They don't really do anything, but <laughs> right, they're, right. they're guards, right? So, yeah, like Billy I'm the okay. Kid was always the best shooter. But like, yeah, 
I'm perfectly okay with this. Let's let's move forward. I'm I'm back in. I'm all I'm back in. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, I'm more like uh, a man of steel protector. Well, anyway, all right. Let's get to stuff we're actually going to talk about. Adam, you know the easiest way to see what we might be talking about on our weekly show here. Instagram. Go to our Instagram. That's where we post things. Yeah. Yes. I was like, right. I don't do it often, but yeah, nailed it. Uh, yeah, it's not go for to our lack Instagram. of trying. Yeah. Go check out our Instagram and slash Facebook because that's where we post one things I just think is funny, and two things I think are interesting or might approach on the show here. So let's go there right now. So let's see what okay. we got. So a lot of things came out of D23, oh, and so let's get into that. Um, well, let's see. You know what? There's a few things here we can talk about. Okay, so the funny. Let's go funny. Okay. Adam, cool. you remember uh, Dale Keown? No. Dale Keown was the artist who made Pit. Oh, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I remember Pit. Yeah. He, uh, he... He did his first live stream on YouTube, and you know what the last four hours of his live stream was? What? Him sleeping. Why? He just fell asleep with the camera on? Yeah, look at it. We got a nice picture there, so that's nice. him in his first stream. Way to go, Dale. Thank God you're you're good at art. That is good. Way to go, Dale. <laughs> I think hey, it. Thanks, Dale. All right, and then, oh, that's some, uh, some of the stuff from D23. Uh, that's some of the Avatar stuff from the McFarland booth. Uh, he didn't announce, uh, Todd didn't announce a ton of action figure stuff from D23, except for the Avatar stuff, so he's going hard on that, but yeah, dude, that's the whole line. Dude, I mean, those toys, those are nice, nice toys. I just, I don't, I'm not into Avatar, so it's not my, I gotta spend my money elsewhere, but whew. Man, I was looking at those. I was like, kind of wish I liked Avatar. That yeah, that's. I was like, I like, you know, it's it's well, I like Avatar. It's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I, it, I'm but... I'm not the fact that it's considered one the highest grossing movies. All right, that's cool. Whatever, uh, but it dances with wolves in space. Let's let's call it what it is. Yeah, yeah it is. So anyway, so uh, that's one of the big things that was announced. That mech suit thing in the metal. That the amp suit that looks pretty freaking sweet. I'm okay with that. Uh, but anyway, ton of stuff came out of D23. Uh, so, uh, oh, another thing that came out: Jim Lee and Jeff Loeb create a sequel to Batman Hush. Adam, are you excited about this? Nope. Nope. Okay. Why? What, it's, it. why, why? Why mess with it? You know? That's, well, no. I, I mean, there's evidence that this doesn't work out, and not just because it's Hush and it's Jim Lee and Jeff Loeb, like. To be fair, because it's Jeff Loeb, this should work out just fine. Yeah. Because it, 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 cause, it, uh, the sequel to uh, Long Halloween, Dark Victory, is absolutely beautiful. And it's a, it's a trade paperback. They're going to do the movie eventually. And it's, it really is good. It's the introduction of Robin. But with this, I don't know how I feel about this. Because I also read The Dark Knight Returns Part 2. <laughs> and, <laughs> Adam, and, is, that, is that a recommend? <laughs> No, well, yeah. I mean, in a way, like if in a, in a way that if you like Night of the Li not Night of the Living Dead, but Return of the Living Dead, and you like uh, I don't know, Shaun of the Dead mixed together, something crazy, something like so heavy metal it doesn't make sense. Then yeah, then I would recommend it. But uh, the 
uh, Dark Knight Returns Part Two is kind of kind of way out there. But they, there is a character who is the daughter of Superman and, and and Wonder Woman, and she's supposed to be Supergirl. And Brainiac's all like running his mouth to it, right? He says, "He goes, oh, you wear the family crest. You're mine. You're my slave." She goes, "Oh no, I'm a daughter of the Amazon, and I'll be the death of you." That's a sweet line. That's a Frank Miller line right there. Um, but it's kind of how I feel with uh, Ninja Turtles Last Ronin, where it's like, that was fantastic. Don't mess with it. But yeah. what they're going to do, they're going to mess with it. So. Well, they have to. They're going to milk it. Yeah. You know what I'd like to see? I'll tell you what I'd like to see then. I'd like to see a sequel, uh, like some kind of return of uh, the All-Star Superman. That would have been, that'd be cool to show like Lois Lane actually having the sun and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought it was interesting. You know what the twist was in that? Because as a Grant Morrison book, mm-hmm. that was Lex Luthor who was in the multicolored hair. Right. That was Lex after the spiritual enlightenment. They had no idea he was dealing with flat Lex from the future the entire time. All right, moving on. Anyway, sorry about the super. Oh. <laughs> I keep going off. Oh, so... uh Teaser for Mandalorian Season 3. I haven't seen this. We can't see it right now because we'll get uh, copyright strike. But I know something that you were very excited about because you said yes, 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 was uh, Scarlet Witch solo movie got announced. No more mutants. That's all I have to say. Listen, I, I, I liked the parts of Doctor Strange with her. I liked the, the horror aspect that they tried to accomplish with her. I just don't think it fit well into a Doctor Strange slash Disney movie. So no, no. I'm hoping that this is the apology that I'm looking for. I don't have my hopes that high, though, because we're not dealing with a creative team from Marvel, say, from 2012. Uh <laughs> We're you dealing mean, with 2022. Phases one through three? Yeah, we're not. But we, I mean, and it's hard to have hope. It's hard to have hope for that because they've got such a strong lead and they've got strong actors that they can use. But I mean, but you, you need, saw uh, Thor, you need strong writing and strong directing. A friend of the show today, uh, uh, our, our Dune, our Dune guy, Jim, oh, said hey, to Jim. me, uh, he says to me, uh, I didn't like that Thor movie. And I said, I know. I told him the truth. I said, I only liked it for a day when I was sad because I saw it when I was like in a crappy mood. I said, but afterwards, I was like, oh, that didn't hold up at all. No. And, yeah, I had a. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, he was just like, what? He goes, I said, basically, he felt the way we did about it that it was like a Weird Al movie. Weird Al song, but a movie. Yeah. Yeah, my. Uh friend of mine that i meet for coffee sometimes he's like yeah we sat down and watched love and thunder i was like ah sorry for your luck <laughs> <laughs> just like because he he my friend and his wife uh they the the husband uh very much kind of sides with us where he's like hey, you know it's crap it's crap but she's very right. much, yeah it's good it's fine it's like it's okay to call something crappy if it's not very good so okay so the people who say it's okay it's fine let me ask you this. If Die Hard Part 2 was like that, would that be okay? Would that be fine? Would there have been a Die Hard 3? And would Bruce Willis have had the career that he had? Maybe. But anyways, that 
aside from all that, would that be fine? Would, would that kind of humor be okay in Die Hard Part 2? Would that be acceptable? Uh, Die Hard 3 with a vengeance. Maybe Die Hard 3 because that... Well, no. No, Die Hard 3 was no, hardcore. Die, no, Die Hard... No, I, yeah, I apologize. I, Die Hard 3 was awesome. Yeah, that's what Samuel Jackson. Remember? Yeah, it was the yeah the fourth one where they worked in his. I didn't even see the fourth. Justin one. Long. It was the one where with Justin Long where it was it's like Justin Long and he's got a son. His son's in it, right? I don't know about his son, but I know. Or that, is that another a, one? I think they crapped out another one that, with his yeah. son. Yeah. There's six of them. There's six. Of Fuck. Them. I'm sure what? It. Yeah, it's Die Hard with a Vengeance and Die I Hard Another Day or something. I apologize for the swearing. Bad day at work, so the f bombs are gonna be a fine. So, but uh, so yeah, no, I six diehards, seriously, Same, oh, five or six of them, definitely five. Yeah, at least sure there's five. six. I, well, yeah, because I think the last one I thought got directed by the guy who did uh, Underworld, I think, oh, yeah, because he was he was a hot director for a second, and plus, you know, he was married to Kate Beckinsale, so good for him, but so, um, but you go see the first, say you just saw the first diehard movie yeah, for get the back, first time, back to the point. You see Die Hard for the very first time. It doesn't have to be 1989, but it can be that exact movie or 88. And then you see the sequel a couple years later, and, and it's that shit. That's two different genres. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, it's almost, you know what it's almost like? It's almost like Lethal Weapon 1 and Lethal Weapon 2, where Lethal Weapon 1 was very much the buddy cop. You know, there's a touch of humor, but it's kind of serious. And yeah. then Lethal Weapon 2, you get Joe Pesci. No, Joe Pesci was in three. Or is that three? Okay, so three. Yeah, three. So the yeah. one where they introduced Joe Pesci as one of the three, and it's like, well, this is not not great. I mean, now it's a franchise. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> all right, okay. We well, introduced the, you know, the goofy comedy guy, which is ridiculous. Because God bless Joe Pesci, but he was never like the comedy guy. He was always the, you know, badass Italian mobster guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. He was he was he was the spookier of the two from Home Alone, if you think about it. Oh, that yeah. First of all, he like, says something like, "I'm gonna cut you up and eat you" or yeah. something like that. Oh, it's he? oh, it's incredibly twisted. If like you go back and actually like, if you read the script and you'd be like, "This is a kid's Christmas movie," <laughs> right? Right. But that's what actors do. They take what? messed up dialogue and make it work. Yes, that's a good actor. Well, and, and I'll never forget the uh, what Russell Crowe said. To the writer on Gladiator, where he's like, "You're lucky I'm here because I'm turning your chicken shit into chicken salad, man." You know, it's like. <laughs> but uh, but also, uh, I saw a, another video from uh, Russell Crowe where. Uh, hey, thanks for liking video, Danny. Oh, hold on. Let's see. How you doing, Danny? I'm here, so. Uh, yeah, so it, it was Russell Crowe talking about like the very opening scene in Gladiator where he's the director's talking him through it, where it's like, you know, look at, you know, you know, look at the battlefield and then look at the bird, you know, watch the bird fly away and all this stuff. And then you're amused. But then you're, you know, once the bird flies away, like you're immediately brought back into it. And, you know, he they're showing the scene as he's talking over it. And you just go like there was so much in that scene that never even occurred you know, to you, but, and, uh, it's, is it Ridley Scott or Tony Scott? I forget which Scott directed, uh, Gladiator, but, Ooh, I don't know. uh, whichever the Scott, you know, fantastic, it's a fantastic movie, but I didn't realize, like, there's so much just into that scene. And then after he did that scene, like he goes to Russell Crowe, is like, 
oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do good things, you know, because you're just watching. You're like, oh, like there's so much in this 15 to 30 second scene that I was like, oh, like that's where you go, like, oh, you're a genius, like you're a directorial genius, and you're a genius actor to bring that just that little stuff to you know to the big screen. It was just like, ugh, like that's that's the stuff I was like, ugh, that's so good, like that's right. so nerdy. Hey, Danny. So uh, Danny is going to be joining us hopefully Thursday. Hopefully uh, we get to do our show Thursday. We're going to do a roundtable for Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and House of the Dragon. What am I going to do for this roundtable, man? Uh, you, you know what? We're good. Well, you know, we'll talk about everything. If we want to bring up She-Hulk, we'll talk about She-Hulk. We'll talk about whatever. You know what? If you don't take that show seriously, it does exactly what it's supposed to. It's funny. It's a good show. It really is. Debatable, but okay. All right. Anyway, we'll talk about it Thursday. Anyway. All right. Let's get back to our uh, D23 stuff. So I would like to talk about one thing because you have you are you are you ahead of the game? Are you did you have you caught up to She Hulk? Because I'm no, so no. I, I watched the second episode and I went and found something else to do. I think I went and hung up something on the wall. Oh, so you okay. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, finally. Someone else besides me asks this question. Wong, I, what the fuck is with this guy? I don't. Why, <laughs> why is he so important? You know what I mean? So that's so, all. Uh, I've always been baffled by Wong. Like all of a sudden, like, hey, isn't he sticking around a little too long? Well, he's the the what you call it now. I know. That's my point. Like, well, yeah. Well, you know, I, shouldn't Doctor Strange be the the main guy? But. Yes. I apologize. Anyways, let's, my, I yeah, apologize. My uh, brain's not working right. I know what things are called. It's just, you know, Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme. That's what we're yeah, talking about. The old Ayavagamoto. Yeah, not Burrito Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Burrito Supreme. Supreme. We reign Supreme. We reign uh, Supreme. Anyway, all right, Adam. One of yeah. the one of the few shockers uh, from D23 was Werewolf by Night. One of the few shockers, what? Was Werewolf by Night. That's supposed to be streaming on Disney Plus, and it, Adam, it's directed by the uh, guy who did the score for the Batman, the Michael Giacchino. Oh, the Batman was okay. The Batman, gotcha. Yep. Um, very. I th- I love the look, but I'm not gonna lie. I know nothing about. Uh, I don't know anything about it Mike. either. So, um, but it's gonna be a comedy. It follows a oh, a, line, a, a lycanthrope, which is the a lichens, right? A uh, superhero who fights crime using his abilities given to him, and it stops. But who's playing it? Is this? Uh, it's uh, Gael Garcia Bernal and Laura Donnelly are starring. Oh yeah. Yep. I don't know. I most, mean... most people, so. Okay, so the werewolf by night is the name applied to two fictional characters who are werewolves appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. So is this like descendants of like Wolvesbane from X Factor and shit? I mean, Hopefully. is this gonna connect us into the is this gonna connect no. us into the mutant, mutant world? I don't know. Night of the there's Wolves. Lo- there's lots of there's lots of things right. Hey, could this do this, do this? And you know, I did I think you and I both did that for phase four and nothing came up. So it's hard to get excited about too much. All right, so yeah, I I know very I know nothing about this at all. Uh, and 
I will say though, if it's supposed to be a comedy, was it, is it in black and white? Is it noir? No, yeah, it's, it's all noir. It's all black and white. Uh, I'm I'm all in. Do oh, something totally. different. Let, let me see it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and I don't know. It said October seventh, but if it's this October seventh, I'd be slightly surprised that this is. You know, it's one of the few times where I'm like, oh, like they snuck it by, you know, bias. Um, to this point, like, so. Yeah. Yeah. At least I didn't know. I didn't hear very much about it, but I'm all. Uh, in. I want to yeah, see it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna check that out. Uh, that's the trailer for it. So, or is that the trailer for? Yeah, that's the trailer for Werewolf by Night. This guy oh, looks like oh. Rami Malik. A little bit. A little bit. So let's watch at least a few seconds here. So that's kind of what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, all black and white, very noir. I like the I like the whole noir thing. So. Even with the old school graphics and all that, I, I I dig it. So, all right. So that's the poster for it, and then um, trailer for Secret Invasion is next on the docket. Oh, I saw that. So, um, that looks good. Let's see if we can. Yeah, I'll pause it right there. So, uh, it's gonna be a series on Disney Plus. And uh, starring Samuel L. Jackson. Wait, Secret Invasion's a series? It is a trailer for Secret Invasion series mm. on Disney Plus, yeah. Mm. It's got this the Samuel L. Jackson. So. <sighs> yeah, okay. All right. So, and then uh, one of the big boos of D23, Kevin Feige says there are no updates on Tam Fantastic Four. A tease, it'd be for the next D23. So. Really? I, yeah, it, okay. that, was, that was the the biggest. Like, like, come on, man! Like, just a little something good, please, maybe. Okay, so based off the evidence, based off of, and I mean, like, literally, the phase four evidence. Um, I'm gonna come right out and just kind of just form an opinion, and that's we got John Krasinski right to play Mister Fantastic in the. Um, movie, right? What was that? The uh, Doctor Strange movie. Doctor Strange, yeah. And a lot of people, like, that was almost a fan cast in a way. Like, oh, it 100% was, like, was. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you really can't get around it. And and then there were rumors that Emily Blunt was going to be the Sue Storm. Well, and, and I think that that's the, the dream package deal, right? Because they're husband and wife in real life. But, but it wasn't well received. No, it, was, it was it not. It wasn't not as well as not, not, I, I not, didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Nothing in this, nothing in that movie was well received. Let's be honest. Elizabeth Olsen shredded it though. I, I, I don't care about her. She does nothing for me. She's the Scarlet Witch. Uh, Woo! <laughs> okay, so I'm just saying her power level is like almost that of Doctor Manhattan, if not that of Doctor Manhattan. Well, it's hard to base that. It's a different. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I know I know what you're saying. I know. So like, so here's my here's my here, informed okay. here's All my right. informed opinion. Though. Okay. I mean, before we get off on the nothing was well, let's just talk. Let's just focus on the John Krasinski part. It wasn't as well received, not only by myself as an experiencer, you and a lot of other people. Right now, we're hearing that this other actress is in line uh, in, in talks for Sue Storm. I'm convinced. Like I think that. 
the Fantastic Four is a fucking curveball they don't know what to do with. I think you're 100% right because and, I, the, I'm, the, and the only thing they actually did announce was the director, which is Matt Shakeman. Shakeman was attached to direct the next Star Trek movie but stepped away to do this. Right. Um, and he did do, uh, he did direct WandaVision and he did direct some episodes of Game of Thrones, but at the same time, like you said, if they really had a good grasp, uh, let's see if I can say that again, a good grasp on what they are doing with the Fantastic Four, I think they would have, if you, if you'd have had your Sue Storm and Mr. Fantastic in hand, like who you knew, you would have brought them out on stage and you'd have blown the, the roof off the place. But they didn't. It, and, and you need to, I mean, you don't need a win. You're kind of like, I don't know. I'm going to use a no, sports analogy. They, I might they, not have any business using. They but need a they're, win. Like, they're like the team that goes all the way, wins the Super Bowl all the time, wins the Stanley Cup all the time. They're that team, but just they're just <clears> not doing it right now. But they don't suck completely. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they're still getting to the playoffs. Well, <laughs> let's, well okay. Let's use the Red Wings analogy. Made the, made the playoffs for 25 years, won Stanley Cups. Now they're in a rebuild. <laughs> now, right. now, now they're in a rebuild because they really, they really gotta, they, but they really gotta hit here. They really yeah. have they because you can't. Let's be honest. They've screwed up, screwed up the Fantastic Four. Now I don't want to say the very first one. I like the first one, but that last Fantastic Four was a complete crap show. They need to get this right in order to make it fit into their universe now. I don't think there's anything left to fit into that universe. I think that universe is saturated. And this is where, where I th thought, originally thought, until I seen the outcome of what became of the X-Men movies. Um, you had Marvel Disney, and you had Marvel Fox, and you had uh, Marvel Sony. And I thought maybe separating all the toys and having their own universes would be best because they're all so big. And there's so many big stories to tell, like all the stories in the comics, everything that's ever happened in Captain America has happened in the X-Men, you know, like they all share that. Yeah. So I thought that maybe them coming together under one roof would have been handled better. Well, and but here's it the, doesn't here's, look like it has. Well, here's the problem because they, they have made the Avengers the team in the Marvel universe. When everybody knows, like, hey, what about the X-Men? What about X-Force? What about uh, everybody else? But everything is so Avengers-centric, and they've made it that way because I know they didn't have the rights to it but, and everything, but... It's the it's, only toy it, they had to play with. It's that I say, but it's the bed that they made for themselves, and now they're trying to fix it, and it's like, well, you... And, and they keep trying to do it in stupid ways where if you're going to make the little, the teenage girl from Miss Marvel, the first of, of freaking X person. Come on, like come do, on, that's not even do like, do better, Marvel, do better. Why, I, like that doesn't even make sense. No, at it's all. stupid. So, first of all, you're introducing pretend. I'm going to use the old image phrase, SPBs, superpowered beings, into yeah. a universe that has already seen superpowered beings. So how are you gonna have? How are you gonna have this giant "I hate mutants" thing? You know what I mean? When you already love Captain America to death, 
Yeah. And, and, and we talked about it before. Do you, you know, do you go back in time? Do you do the, the time period thing? No. I don't know, but they, they can't screw it up. That's the thing. Well, and, and, and now that they've, the per, and part of the problem is now that they have the multiverse, now they feel they have, feel like they have full reign to do wherever the hell they want. And I was like, no, it's not how it works. Okay, um, I said my piece, though. I'm just going to go around and around. I, I don't want to hold the show up anymore about that. I w- I'm not even the world's biggest Fantastic Four fan, and I don't know why I want it, but I want it real bad because I really want I really like the Fantastic Four first two movies now that I'm older. We've talked about it before. <laughs> we, we've, we've talked. I was like, I look, Jessica, Alves, Jessica Alves, Sue Storm, I thought, hey, it's fine. I forget the the character. The actor who played uh, Reed Richards, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, you had they're all uh, good. Yeah, what's his name? Yeah. Who played uh, Johnny Storm? Yeah, fine. Uh, Michael Chiklis has a thing. Pretty solid, I think. <laughs> For Michael Chiklis, yeah. Well, you know. I, you know what that is? You know how Wizard used to do the the fan like the fan cast, or you know how they would cast. I think that's something out of Wizard. That's something that you know you would have seen printed in Wizard, and they did it. Okay, I'm going to just fucking keep going off topic here, but say Christopher Nolan did a Dark Knight version of the Fantastic Four. Let's just say that happened. I would trust all of his casting except one thing. I want Michael Chiklis back to play <laughs> that kind of a thing. Yeah. Because he I, is I, a good, I, he's a fucking damn good actor. Well, I, He's I, a fucking damn good actor. I thought, I thought he, I thought he pulled up the whole New York, Brooklyn, you know, guy from Brooklyn thing. I don't know where yeah, he's from, but yeah, but I'm talking about like a fucking Christopher Nolan version of of the oh. if you ever could, you know what I mean? Like I'm talking, I'm talking Michael Chiklis as the the you know how he plays that cop in the Shield and all yeah. that kind of, you know that bastard whatever. I want to yeah. see that version of the thing. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> it's he looks at him. It's clobbering time. It's clobbering time. It's clobbering time. Remember when the winner, he did that shit to the Hulk? <laughs> yeah. The Hulk just went pop well, right on the top okay. of his head. All right. Since we're on that, that has to happen at some point. That's one of those things that has to happen. When you sure. introduce a thing, there's got to be a, a thing and Hulk face off. Yeah, it's not going to go well for the thing. It never does. But No. But he always gets the shit kicked out of him. But that's the but, thing. But that's the beauty of him. He don't care because he don't back down. Look, he I'm tries. Just, he might. I'm just the Rock from Brooklyn. Whatever. Yeah, cool. It's clover in time, Hulk Maybe smash. Queen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Know. That's the thing. I don't know the fan, fan, Fantastic Four nearly well to make this argument or conversation. But here we are. Anyway. That's right. All right. Oh, they announced the Thunderbolts cast. Sure. Okay. I. This looks, golly, this looks like the, the land of misfit Avengers or something. Like, just like, ugh. is that is that Kate Bishop or Echo? Or who is the one on the end? Uh, that's oh, that's uh, the one on the right. No, on the uh, far end down on the other end. Yeah, who's that? Well, uh, that's uh, I think that's Julia Louis Dreyfus's character. Oh, and then uh, we have uh, what's her name? Um, yeah, um, Polly Pissy Pants. Polly Pissy Pants. Yeah, Pants. Um, what's her name? Um, Pew, Florence Pew. Yeah, Florence Pew. The new, the Black Florence. Widow. 
Yeah, Black Widow. Uh, yeah, all these. Winter Soldier. Oh, my, my brain, my brain, freaking fried right Captain, now. Captain, uh, Captain Russia, or whatever his name was, or Red Soldier. What was yep. his name? Red. Uh, yeah. Red Guard. Or Guardian. yeah, Red, Red Guardian. Hey, we're we're working on it. We're getting there, guys. You know what's cool about you know what's cool about Marvel that a lot of newbies out there don't know. So, like, you know, I just said Florence Pugh, and then I said, you know, Black Widow. That's true. You can say that. That's yeah. nothing wrong with saying that. That is the Black Widow. Yeah. But I thought Scarlett Johansson. She was. Now there's a new Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of those. Uh, hey, uh, that's actually a mental swap character that yeah. you can do with. Uh, and that's what, that gets into another whole thing, like. Oh, the Marvel keeps trying to make all these Marvel or Mantle swap characters. Be like, that's eh, not how all of them work. It's like it's like James Bond. It's like, hey, James Bond, that's a Mantle swap character. You can just pass that title along to anybody. You can't yeah. pass along Captain America to anybody. I'm sorry. He Man uh, is a Mantle swap character. Um, you know, as the lore built over the years, and there's there's a character called there's two characters called Hero, and uh, the second hero is the son of Adam and Tila, and his name is Dare, but he doesn't say by the power of Grayskull. He says by the power of He-Man, because He-Man was the last one, I guess. Then that doesn't make sense why he says Grayskull. They says Grayskull because he's a. I'm sorry, He-Man says Grayskull because he's a direct descendant of King Grayskull, and the other ones weren't. Anyway, so yeah, mantle passing. How do you feel about mantle passing? Hate it as a for quick the most side. Part. Really? It's a it depends on the character. Look, uh, Captain America not a mantle character. Captain America is Steve Rogers. Sorry, you can't just get the shield shield off to someone and now it's like oh here, like, like I said with James Bond. That's one thing you can, that's a title you 007, that can be passed along to the next guy. Um, like Blackwood, Blackwood that can be. That can be the next top agent coming out of, you know, out of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's okay. I'm okay with that. There's just certain characters that works with, like Batman. You can't just pass that mantle on, even though I know it works, you know, and I know different people have played, you know, taken over for Bruce Wayne over the years, but, like, full time, is there going to be a time, of a period where eventually Bruce Wayne is going to be you know, Batman no more. I guess when the mainstream if, audience is probably not. I say it, yeah, in the comics, eventually they'll probably do it with well haven't they killed like Damian Wayne and brought him back to life like several times? But... I think so, at least once. Yeah. So Excuse that's, me. Yeah, that's one of the few times where it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess this Damian Wayne would probably be the best next besides Dick Grayson or maybe Tim Drake, you know. I would have said Tim Drake a long time ago, but now they made him a bad guy. So, yeah, now they—that's uh, whole other thing. But uh, that's, that's dumb. Yeah, just create what, another what? bad guy. Yeah. Uh, like, but mantle characters that I would be okay with. I like Batgirls. The different Batgirls. Batgirl, were, it, it's very. I think it's easier in. Not to say sidekicks aren't as important, but I think it's easier to do a sidekicks like the Robins. Robins, I'm I'm okay with. Oh, totally. Because you can, and the nice thing about those is because, and even Batgirls, you can age them up, and they can be 
you can let him go do what Barbara Gordon does as Oracle. You know, obviously she got an injury, but you know, like Nightwing's one of my favorite characters. I love that. Um, but yeah, it, it's way harder. But at the same time, um, unfortunately, I, I think Winter Soldier is, you know, Bucky Barnes. Oh yeah, like the, hands down. That that's that's who he is. That's you know he he has his own trauma to get there to that he's gone through to be that character. The same well, the, and the same thing with Captain America, Steve Rogers, where he went through the process of becoming you know the scrawny kid to you know the super soldier. He went through that you know thing where and I don't like it. Oh, we're just gonna pass it off to I forget I forget his name now, but yeah, it's you know you Sam? can't just hand it. You can't just hand it hand it off to the Falcon and be like, "Yeah, you're Captain America." Well, I mean, they did get that from the comics. Thank God they didn't oh, think of that on their own because yeah. the story would have been bad. Well, yeah. Excuse well, me, one second, please. Yep. But it's also, hey, uh, that storyline was as about as popular as uh, Jane as Thor. So, not super popular. Yeah, I didn't keep up with how popular it was. I just knew that it was happening. Wasn't. <laughs> But that that was that was kind of early on into the process of you know uh, you know the, the the mantle swapping or whatever. But um, I uh, I have gone through I've gone through some mantle swapping lately. No, um, but <laughs> no, just I was gonna say I've gone through uh, with doing this Bane review, which I've I've gotten away from because of uh, personal uh, reasons right now, professional and personal reasons. Um, but it's coming, promise. Um, the old Nightfall. And uh, our night quests, uh, where Azrael becomes Batman. That's that's crazy. That even reading that, like when I was a kid, like I had I had read one serious Batman comic, and that was when he got his back broke. Everything else was the Batman Adventures or whatever. So as a kid reading that, going into Jean Paul Valley as Batman, a little different, and then intaking all the Bruce Wayne stuff around it. You know, like the Legends of the Dark Knight, and you know, and like, okay, when is the real Batman coming back? When is the because I had Legends of the Dark Knight, had the card, you know what I mean? But you wanted to see this new because it, it correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're reading a comic book, it's current all the time, yeah, every time is up to the moment. So if you're in 1995 reading issue 28, and then you're in 1996 reading issue 40, you're in two different time zones now, you know what I mean. Yep time era so it, it's important because it's always up to date so i remember waiting when's the real batman coming back into the main continuity and i don't know i just don't think that people want that i don't think people i don't think people want it because i don't think it's clever enough sometimes you know what i mean like I th if you look at the harry potter stuff how they're how they're going about like just creating a new character there's not some Instead of Harry Potter, it's um, Johnny Waxoff. I meant that as W like Wax, and he's a Russian, but whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it just came out that way. Uh, he's the next wizard with a wand. <laughs> yes, Johnny Johnny Waxoff. <laughs> Not it, Waxoff. Oh, sorry, I misspoke. But head. but one of the but one of the ways I think that I like. Uh, I like how uh, Todd McFarlane does in the Spawn universe where, hey, uh, you can have different characters be Spawn. They're still technically Spawns because that's just the t 
That's just the title. We've lost Adam. He's gone. Or that's just the title, but for each spawn, each spawn has their own, you know, individual uh you know, individual powers, individual things that they can do. But they established that right away. Right. There was already lots of spawns. You yeah, know what I mean? So well, but yeah, yeah. it's cr it's crazy. He built it and he let it grow. <laughs> right. He let it grow instead it's of crazy. saying, look, Al Simmons is gay now and he's a girl. Be like, no, they just made a she spawn. Cool. I got attacked, man. What? Not physically or like straight to my face or anything like that. But oh. you know how I always say, like, why don't they just make a character that's that ethnicity? Or why don't they just make a character... You know what I mean? There's plenty of like, yeah. like I'll say, they we never see Mister Terrific, but we're getting a Black Hawk man. I'm fine with the guy playing Hawkman. He fucking looks great. It looks yeah. cool. But I'm always like, what is Mister Terrific not good enough to put on TV? You know, like that's what I'm thinking. So as I'm scrolling through social media, they show a picture of some guy going, "Well, I just think that they should make him a character of that way." You know, and I'm like, "Oh, you're knocking at me now, huh?" Oh, I see <laughs> what you're doing there. I, I feel attacked. Yeah, but the truth is, it's like you can say shit like that all you want, but it's true. I mean, you're you're really not putting faith into the other characters that you have. Well, that that was the thing by that doing that. Tim Sheridan did with uh, he he put out a stupid tweet. He was like, "Yeah, you know, make you know whatever you want that character, whatever you whatever traits you want the character to be, whatever it is." But then he's like, "But no one likes it." It's like, no, because you don't if you don't put the work in to that character. If you don't flesh out the character, build the character, you know, they're going to take their, their bumps and bruises, especially new characters. I always bring up Ahsoka Tano. People did not like Ahsoka Tano when they introduced her. Now she's one of the most beloved characters in the newer Star Wars. Not Disney Star Wars, but just that came out of a Clone Wars cartoon because they put the time in. She took her lumps, you know, as a character, but it, they the character grew on people. They developed her. They aged her, you know, they you know matured her along the way, and now she's a very beloved character getting her own TV show on Disney Plus. Very cool. I can't wait to watch that show, but I would watch yeah. her paint. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a big Rosario also fan. So, but you know, she backs it up though. I mean, she's a, such a damn good actress. Oh yeah, she's yeah, she was. In, you remember the movie Kids? She was in that. Yeah, that's not. You can't watch that movie anymore. Can you? It's illegal, isn't it? I don't know if it's legal. I, I know that was the big thing that came out. It was one of the few movies that got the NC-17 rating. Yeah, but it got NC-17 back then, but now it, it, they show kids having sex, That's so it doesn't count. Like, it's pornography I, now. I don't remember so much the movie. The only thing I definitely remember is the one kid drinking punch from a tampon. Ugh. I never saw it. No use <laughs> but, so all the things that I'm talking about right now, I, I mean, it could just be rumor, but that's what I heard. So, but. All right. Anyway, getting back to it. Um, D twenty three. There's a couple. There's a couple other things. Eh, let's do quick stuff. Um. So, uh, Tim Blake Nelson returns to the MCU as the leader in Captain America: New World Order. Uh, if you guys are like, who's that? Then you need to go watch the Hulk with Edward Norton. Where now streaming on HBO Max. Now streaming on HBO Max. Bing. But uh, at the very one of the early after credit scenes is where he has uh, some Hulk blood dripping into his open wound on his head, and his heart, head starts to grow. It's funny. Like, I saw a thing where like 
the this long forgotten character. I was like, no, Disney forgot about it. We did not forget. <laughs> like yeah, we, we were, as soon as you said, oh, he's back. I'm like, yay. <laughs> you have no idea. Like for the people out there who are not the one percent, who are not the like me and Nick's of the world that like. I said that. Yeah, he's Nick's right, man. You're missing out on an entire dimension of awesome Marvel storytelling by not getting good Hulk stories. No, now we have Just, the Hulk doing flipping yoga. I do not like Mark Ruffalo. Let's, let's let's just get through the uh, the Peter David stuff. That's all this is. We're getting through yeah, Peter David writing. Remember, Peter David was the writer who made Professor Hulk and all that kind of stuff. Right. Unfortunately, <laughs> he was on the he was on the book for a very long time. Right. All right, and then this is the last one. Last thing that posted. Nobody, not a damn person. Lost Boy writers, you know what this movie needs? A buff dude playing saxophone. I thought that was Flea at first. <laughs> it's not Flea. <laughs> what is this? That's from the Lost Boys. That's the guy from the from, original Lost Boys movie. Yeah, the guy, the band playing on the beach, and he's really, going, yes. You haven't seen that? You remember? You don't have this image burned in your head. I've never seen this guy in my life, and I've seen that movie <laughs> a million times. Yeah, when they're down on the boardwalk, right before, you know, there's music playing in the background, there's a band, and this guy is playing saxophone. This must have bugged the shit out of you or something. Like, <laughs> I hate that guy. I love that guy. That, that's like, why okay, it makes okay. me laugh. Oh, I didn't. Okay, so yeah, it did get it. This pisses me off. All right, so no oh. smile here. I'm angrier than a motherfucker right now. All right, so McFarlane is uh bringing out now. So you have the Red Hood from Arkham Knight, and you have the Scarecrow from uh Arkham Knight. These are not the gold label ones, Adam. I could care less about the Scarecrow one. I'd fucking like the Red Hood, and and I got the gold label one. It's all red. Which I was like, is it? Like, wait a minute. I don't think right. he was all red. He yeah, wasn't. He <laughs> all right I'll, like buy, that. I'll, I'll buy this one and i'll trade really yeah okay all right and then uh see but i like the gold label scarecrow but but you know what? i'll buy both because those are that's the that's just badass up now here we are but uh yeah so and then that oh and then uh the joker how do you feel about that joker i like it a lot <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty I, good. I do actually. I, I'm doing the Arkham that, collection, so that's that's a top that's a top level Joker. That I know it's based off a of video game, but that's a very comic book awesome looking Joker. Yeah, but those video games are just amazing. They're just yeah. amazing. I gotta get my damn remotes fixed for my PS4 so I can freaking finish the game. Man, if I had unlimited resources, I would just sit and play that game until I was done. All right. A uh, little bit of news from earlier today. Barbarian director reveals Batman spinoff movie for DC Films. Uh, no information at all, uh, but Zach uh, the Krieger, Krieger announced on the Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew podcast he's working on a Batman adjacent thing. Adam, what do you think about that? Is that intriguing? Yeah, it is very intriguing because Batman, I don't know if you guys saw this movie, but spoiler alert, I guess I'm going to finally say it, right? Spoiler alert. Batman shot himself up with a little something called Venom in this movie. And if he's working on a Batman-adjacent spinoff, could you possibly give me a proper Bane? 
Oh, if it were, oh, if it were band related, yeah, you know, or you know, well, they can't, they can't do Nightwing because no, it's no, not they, introduced yet. But better not. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Better not do Bane. That's gonna be better. Ooh, he did shoot uh, up a Venom though. Well, okay. It's. I think he said it wasn't Venom, but it looked a hell of a lot like Venom. Who said that? I think Matt Reeves said it. Mm. But uh, anyways, you know what? I I I I'm in on this. I want to see where this uh, goes. Anyway, so uh. Uh, Batman most likely injected himself with an adrenaline shot that allowed him to get a rush of adrenaline in the fight against the Riddler's henchmen. However, it also could be a shot of Venom. Okay, so I think it's still out there. I thought Matt Reeves came out and... Uh, it was green. Just saying, it was green. Yeah, the Batman just the bunch of your pain Venom theory. Okay, well, let's check that out. So, all right, from Screen Rant, the Batman introduced me. All right, so the Batman introduced many of Batman's iconic rogues and set up major storylines for the future, but Bane and his Venom compound are not one of them. So, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I, that's if you're fine. not gonna do it, yep, leave it alone. Then that's fine. Yeah, that was screen rain. So, what do I think of this? Yeah, let's do it. Well, all right, let's let's speculate just a little bit. So, ooh, what if they did a Ra's al Ghul movie? Just a Ra's al Ghul movie. How cool would that be? Well, what's going on with the Penguin TV show and the Gotham PD TV show um, that was supposed to be from this movie? Because all of a sudden, this movie came out. It smashed. Yeah. Nobody said anything about any of the other stuff that I I, I thought I thought the Penguin was still... I think the pe the Penguin was still... It, 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 it escaped the chopping block, but I don't remember exactly... Uh, now, but um, see, at see, but I'd read. Oh, if they did a Mr. Freeze and if they brought that together with ooh, if they just focus, and I know uh, Gotham PD kind of did this where they focus just on you know the, the villains and all that, but if they kind of did that a little bit with uh, with the movie, and that it doesn't have to be a uh. You know, it doesn't have to be a big budget thing. It could be a HBO Max thing, even though I know Batgirl just got you know killed for that. But uh, eh, I'm just Batgirl uh, got killed for a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's I true. mean, you know, I'll but, I will defend the integrity of that decision by definitely condemning the thing that Kevin Smith said that was not the cancellation well, of the Latina version of Batgirl. That's that was such an ignorant thing to say. No, that that was that was just trying to to toe the party line on that one. Uh but yeah. It it, it I forgot it's because a lot of people have been talking about it. Um it's who said it but basically it was like what's the big deal? It's basically a TV movie. Like why are we throwing a freaking fit about it? And that's kind of what I said a while ago. I'm like Everybody's freaking out about the equivalent in the DC universe of a TV movie. Who cares? Not saying I, I don't want uh, what's her name to play Batgirl. I'd still love to see her play Batgirl. That'd be that's I have no issue with her. But let's be honest. When you have you know so, like David Zaslav come out and say, 
hey, it hurts the entire DC brand. Probably should should probably should just ban it. Call it day. Well, no, and I agree. But um, Is it Leslie Grace, just, Leslie Grace. Just, I mean, just to just to your point, where where you were saying, uh, you know, it's just a Batgirl movie. That's all it should have been. That's all it yeah. should have been. But it wasn't. Like this movie was right up next. Was 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 adjacent or whatever you want to say, butted right up against. Uh, the Flash, yeah, and introduced Michael Keaton as Batman, yeah, yeah, inside yeah. inside a DC universe that exists inside the Snyder universe that we just saw. Like, talk about convoluted. Yeah, it, it, I well, mean, it, is yeah, there it, anything out there that says this is good for what we're trying to sell? What? Yeah. Literally, no one. No. It's, it's, you know, and and but, you brought in the same writer for <laughs> Birds of Prey. Like, listen, she's not talentless. Birds of Prey is funny. It does have. She just it just shouldn't have been that movie. You no. know what I mean? No, but, but I watched it again last weekend. Artsy as fuck, man. What an artsy movie. Yeah. It's got balls to be that. Well, in a time what, what, where you're. Well, let, let's be honest. It was the Harley Quinn. We're going to anything Harley Quinn. We're going to just throw it. We're just going to keep pushing it. I forget. Uh, there was a young YouTuber, uh, young lady YouTuber who did a great video because remember you and I were talking about one time, like what is like, what's the m actual market for Harley Quinn? Like, are there people actually buying the comic books? Are there people, you know, who's buying the merch? And she went and, and did a great job of actually doing the work and going through and like really did like the market research for, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit shell on some of the stuff because it's like, well, you know, I, I'm a big Harley Quinn fan and she went, you know, who's buying it? Is there a lot on the shelf? And then asking, you know, kind of her friends, but you know, uh, you know what? What are you guys seeing out there? And it was it was a really well done video, and basically it was um, cosplayers are basically big, which is fine, which is great. But it's cosplayers are not the ones buying. They're more concerned about buying things for cosplay. Sure, sure. A lot of substance though in this in the Harley Quinn story that. They really tried to hit, but they missed the mark. You know, it, yeah. It's like the good ideas got weighed down with the bad ideas. Like where she's, I think she's getting hit or something like that, and then oh yeah, yeah, she's getting torn. They did the same thing in. Uh, I kind of saw it. They did the same thing in Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad with um, James Gunn. Uh, so she's being tortured by by Polanski, not or not by Polanski. Roman Polanski, the director. Roman Sionis. Roman Sionis, the black mask, and his people. And they hit her so hard, she goes into this Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend like musical number in her head. And it's like a whole a musical number. Yeah. Only real people and everything, you know. And right. it's like, and, and it's in this movie. I was like, wow, that's. I can't believe I sat at the theater and was like, well, this is interesting. But I'm like, well, that's ballsy. <laughs> It's yeah, like, this makes sense. This yeah, is good. But then you watch James Gunn do it. 
Then you watch right. James Gunn do it in the uh, montage where she's with the uh, the the leader of Cordo Montes. Yeah. Hey, and then it's like ah, they were this, this they were trying to put this thread in there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, this, James, this is what they were trying to do. But James Gunn got the joke because later on in the movie when she's like, "If you talk, you're dead," or "If you try to do this, we kill you." Remember when they're yelling at yeah, the yeah. Uh, the thinker? Yeah. She's still walking back and forth in the background, talking to herself. You can <laughs> yeah. still see that. She, she's she's off, still being crazy, and everybody's she's just like fucking nuts. Okay, and that's where Birds of Prey doesn't get that they they miss the mark. She's not nuts in Birds of Prey, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so she right. does irrational things, but she's not nuts. Yeah. All right. So, um, D twenty three, I you know what. Um, the the biggest thing people really wanted wanted uh, out of D twenty three they didn't get, uh, and which was Fantastic Four news, and I think overall D twenty three is kind of a fail because yeah we got news on stuff, but it was mostly stuff we'd already known about, uh, and I think it's kind kind of a big flop for for a lot of things so. It was it like yeah. more 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 things, all things Marvel? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the only shining moment there was McFarland and Avatar, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, we got a message from Power Slice Pizza. Thanks for joining us. I think a Constantine, a Constantine two with Keanu would be amazing. Any thoughts? Uh, first of all, anything Constantine, I'm okay with Keanu. <sighs> not my favorite Constantine because, honestly, when I saw Constantine, I was like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. And then, uh, you kind of figure out what Constantine is as a character like once again kind of missed the mark on it but uh if Keanu was willing to come back at Constantine I'd be perfectly okay with it I I I actually really like that movie I thought it was uh yeah I I like that movie I don't care I know it gets a lot of hate because you know it's not like a true version of Constantine but I I really like that movie I don't care that movie's awesome yeah. And what do I think? I think I've always I always wanted to see a sequel to that movie as well. Nick, you touched on it though, like you saw that movie Constantine, and then all of a sudden you get exposed to the Constantine that the character was based off of, and it's not it's not Keanu Reeves as you know, Keanu Reeves is still Keanu Reeves in a movie. Right. But he's still a very, very good actor. It's actually the guy you see on the CW. That's who Constantine yes. is. And like him or hate him, like I hate that guy. He's a British guy, but that's the character. That's, that's the character. You're, you're. That's the thing. You ain't supposed to like that guy at all because you're not you, because you don't know which side he's playing. The only side you know he's playing is is his. Exactly. So if you see Superman with an S on his chest, Batman with a cowl, and Wonder Woman with a lasso, Constantine has to have a cigarette, blonde hair, <laughs> and an English accent. Well, and and let's get and that's. One of the things that, honestly, I was looking forward to in Sandman, and we did not get that in Sandman. We got, I was like, look, if you're going to, I don't care, man or woman. Uh, she should playing, have been smoking. Should have been smoking. Give And and I said, hey, give me a trench coat. Sort of gave me the trench coat, but not the wrinkled, uh, like I've been through, literally been the hell and back with it. And the, I lit this cigarette with the, the flames of hell, you know. And I'll tell you the truth too: the John Constantine you see in 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 Sandman, the original Sandman, is John Constantine the Hellblazer. He's not. 
Yes. He's not the John Constantine that you just saw the uh, animated movie on or anything. He is a bastard. And he's a bastard for a reason because he let a little girl go to hell. Yeah. And he can't handle that, live living with that. And now he knows he's going to hell and there's no salvation for his soul. And so what does he care if he fucks you over? Yeah. No, <laughs> that's, that's the hellblazer. Yeah, that that's the you know he knows he's going to hell, and the only way he's he's just trying to get his soul back. So, but my yeah, God, thank you for the question, Power Slice Pizza. Thank you. Yeah, no so problem. So much, Power Slice. You guys rock. Yeah, Power Slice Pizza every Tuesday, seven thirty ish, somewhere around there. We're doing a show. Come check us out. We yeah, if you uh, got a nerdy question, bring it. We'll, we'll talk about it. So, uh, but uh, one so I think uh, D twenty three overall was kind of a. Yeah, like yeah, they announced a lot, but that's kind of Disney's thing. They just throw a bunch of crap at the wall, and hopefully, some of it's good. <laughs> they never had to be that way before, but they now, never had well, so many toys to play with. Well, that that was, and I think it, it's partially COVID's fault because that all that stuff happened at Comic Con. That always happened at Comic Con, where DC was announcing stuff, and you know, Marvel's announced stuff, and it was always like, and now everybody's kind of got their own thing. And it's kind of like, well, with the internet and social media, it's like, we already knew that, man. Like, give me something, give me something good. Give me something new. Like, like I said, if, if you'd have, if you'd have marched out there, you're Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Girl out there, like, that place would have, uh, would have exploded. And they didn't do anything. There, there was no big announcements come out of D23. It's because any plan that they have, they're not sure of right now and haven't decided on for the oh, Fantastic I, Four. Well, that's, that's, the whole like phase four was phase oh phase five is uh we, we really hope this goes well <laughs> yeah phase four is the steel underpants phase <laughs> steel underpants phase five mm. <laughs> phase six, phase six profit, profit. <laughs> right. it's like i don't know man but we so, hope we're, we're we hope we're doing this right right oh man all right, so um, unfortunately, we got to get into some of the stuff coming issues with Amazon. Amazon is has played the same card that uh, Marvel's played, Disney or Disney in general, uh, Star Wars has played. You don't like our show? Well, it's because you're racist. For the love of God, just because we don't like something because you didn't stick to the source material or you decided to change too much. Or and you just caught you, you went completely rogue on stuff, and you're racist. And it's like, okay, well, that's par for the course. And it, it's it's just one of those uh, incredibly ridiculous things where um, Critical Drinker did a, a video earlier about this uh, thread on Twitter uh, from Doctor Thalas uh, Iron. So fan baiting is a form of marketing used by producers, film, film studios actors with the intent of exciting artificial controversy garnering publicity and explaining away the negative views of the new and often highly anticipated production. And this really took off because obviously it's got uh, 259 quote tweets and you know, 1, 000, or 1,000 retweets which um, actually they continue here. Fan baiting emerged as a marketing strategy in 2016-2017. You know, something else kind of happened during that year, too. After fans uh, of like franchises such as Ghostbusters and Star Wars objected to what they saw as a poor writing choice, copy script, and keep 
inspiration plotlines and characters for the sake of shit. Alongside these critics, there are a small group of bigoted but vociferous commentators who objected to the inclusion of black and female actors in roles traditionally held by white male actors. Some of these individuals began publicly, publicly harassing characters. Uh, bigots have always attacked diversity on screen, but in a highly polarized political climate, instances of harassment gamer blah, blah, blah. So, um, if this is honestly, and it seems to be, it's one of those things where, and that, Adam, let's be honest, that's one of the reasons we kind of started this show, was because, hey man, we really don't care for the fan base to be in the pack, because that's something we had never really seen before. Where we had, uh, you know, on occasion, we would have actors or directors come out and say, hey, my movie flopped because, no, it didn't flop. You guys just didn't. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, but the, the recent uh, trend of actually going after fans directly and calling them X, Y, and Z because they didn't like your product, like, that's, that, like I said, completely unacceptable. And if, if this is somewhat true where this is actually a form of marketing, like a strategy. Please go find enough different strategy. <laughs> it's got to be what you just said, because here's the thing. In journalism, something called journalistic integrity. And we try to be integral on this show. We're not journalists on any stretch of the imagination. We try not to said, say anything that isn't backed up by a fact. So where'd you hear this from? Well, Variety said it. We try to cite people or at least show you here on the uh, internet. We're not talking about people who are journalists that are leaving uh, these comments either, right? So you always have uh, these critiques that maybe they're not as professional as they should be. To fire back on them as a company. Anybody who's ever read an editorial knows that you just don't rebuttal. You let somebody have their opinion, and that's it. Your, your editorial was your editorial. Somebody commented on it. Now you leave it out there in the ether and you move on. You don't turn around and say, well, if you didn't like it, you're a you're racist. You're a racist and a bigot. And you represent a certain culture and this and that and blah, blah, blah. That's how these things get out of hand. Not get out of, that's how these things have gotten out of hand. And we're stuck with it out of hand. Yep. We're stuck with it out of hand. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, how do I feel about that? I feel like if you feel, I'm not the boycott guy. I can't be. Because no. sometimes I like something so much. You know what I mean? Like if you, But it depends on. It's got to be a damn good reason for me to boycott it. So I, I can always change the channel, though, if I don't like what I'm hearing. Well, and Adam, there there was a time, and believe it or not, everybody, there was a time before Marvel and DC movies were super duper popular and the mainstream. But they're in the 90s, early 2000s, before the ball really got rolling. If there was a movie adaptation of a comic book coming out, I was gonna go. I was gonna go to do my best to go to theater and watch it. You know why? Because I wanted to support comic books and those, you know, those uh, productions. And if it sucked, I, I was gonna lie and say I liked it anyway, it, like I did with I, Batman I, and Robin. It didn't, it didn't matter. It was I am going to support comic books. 
And it's so hard to say that. (laughs) But that, but I still have that where, and, and that was the, you know, even with uh, Kenobi, where I said, you know, all my love of and the excitement of Star Wars is I'm not going to be excited anymore. Am I still going to watch Star Wars stuff? Yeah, of course. I'm a sucker. I, I'll be completely honest. Am I going to watch Andor? Yeah. Am I going to review it? Probably. Is it going to be great? Am I going to love it? I don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully it's the best thing. But the recent history, not strong. <laughs> not strong in the... Uh, the positive aspects of what's going on in Star Wars, but it's so hard to break the, yeah, I'm not going to go support a comic book, uh, you know, franchise or just a comic book production because I still love comic books. and I love supporting those. And it, but calling your fan base, you know, X, Y, and Z for God knows what reason it makes, it makes no sense to me, but at the same time, you know, to go through everything, to push everything out to side when things don't make sense. I forget what, the, you know, the quote is when, you know, once you go through everything, the thing that makes the least amount of sense is the truth or is the at the core of the issue. You know, it's, it's just like for, it, it doesn't make sense that they would do that. But at the end of the day where you look at all the evidence, be like, that's kind of what they're doing. I don't know why. I can't say why they're like, this is a good idea, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to attack our fan base, and we're going to call them terrible things. That makes no sense to me. Because, you know, one of the biggest things that Marvel has done, or at least the MCU has done, they've built a very normie audience. But the normie audience is very easily to be the first ones to walk away once the product starts to, to well, be downgraded. Yeah, so absolutely. all you know, Absolutely. So once those people walk away, all you're going to be left with are the people that you've been calling X, Y, and Z for whatever reason, because you think, oh, if we call them this, they'll shut up. Fans don't shut up. Guess what? Nerds don't shut up. You know what they do? They go to the internet and start making stupid podcasts and shows, and we go on YouTube and we talk about it. Like us. Word. Word. Word to your mother. <laughs> I'll let her know. But uh yeah. I used to work with that guy. Uh anyway, well, I don't wanna know. I don't know if should we say people's names on I don't even know. That's he was not, a good guy. That's but a worker. We'll call him JC. And 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 that's because his first name started with a J and his last name started with a C. And one day <laughs> and it, Oh not Jesus Christ. No man. No, 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 no. But I was like, thanks, thanks, true detective. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude, Detective. No, but one night he was like, "Hey, Adam, word to your mother," and I went, "I'll let her know." And he, he just lost it, man. Just, he started laughing. Whitest response in history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was the whitest guy too ever. If you remember, he had the big eyes like this. He, he would always just like, instead of like going ha 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 laughing, he'd be like, "Bah!" He would just like make this noise like a like a bloodhound, like. If you remember, and he was, yeah, it was like that. That's how he, that's how he laughed. He was cool as fuck, though. He was really smart with cars and everything. If you remember him, but he was, well, he was gee, white, white as white, white, white can be. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but, uh, and he said it smart as you heard your mother. He was like a senior. I was a sophomore, I think. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. 
Now I know what you're talking about. That's right. Okay, yeah, you know what I was talking about. <laughs> That's how we laugh. Yeah, he was a cool <laughs> fucker, though. Reminds me of one of the goats from uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. <laughs> it's funny because he's he he started making. He goes, "How come you never come over here and make pizzas?" And I was like, "I don't know. I'm not like I'm not like allowed to." He's like, "You mean you're not allowed to? Like, don't you have, need like permission from the government or something?" <laughs> I said that to him. <laughs> like, I, like, don't I have to have like some kind of license? I'm, he's I'm like, just a nope. kid. I'm just a kid. I can't do anything. You're like, that's <laughs> you're not right. true. You can do whatever you want. He's like, okay, yeah. Once you're back it. here, once you're back here, no one cares. Anymore. Yeah. So that's how um, I started making pizzas at 17. Yeah. So, but anyway, as it gets back to the disaster, that is Amazon 16. Yeah. Amazon's rings of power. Um, like I said, we are going to be doing a escape roundtable on Thursday evening. I'm going to be joined by Jerry and Danny. Uh, Danny Beals. He was. Uh, he used to be on the YouTube channel, but now he's enjoying us uh, periodically. Jump on. Uh, Danny's very big into the local independent wrestling scene. And so uh, one of, you know, we talk about escapism all the time on the show. One of the biggest forms of escapism is wrestling. And and, and Danny knows the all the ins and outs of uh, professional wrestling. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, but one of the things we are going to. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, Rings of Power, and we're going to talk about House of the Dragon. And uh, Adam, I'm not a big Game of Thrones guy, like at all. I didn't really watch it. I am thoroughly enjoying House of the Dragon. Yeah, I'm going to pop in uh, uh, Game of Thrones and give it a shot. But there's something else coming that I'm very excited about. I didn't think that I would be. I happen to uh, just be letting the coffee get made and everything in the morning, you know, while it's heating up and getting the cats or water and all this stuff in the morning. And I'm listening to the commercial play on YouTube. I don't, you know, it's too far away to hit skip. And I see the preview to the new Quantum Leap. Yeah, that one, uh, that one's going to be interesting. A, a lot of, you, a, you a turn lot. your Vulcan nose up at that. No, no, no. And you're going to be insulting generations of McCoys. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that that one's gonna be interesting. Um, it looks like they did it. Okay. Well, Adam, do you know? Because I know they had. I don't know the guy who's playing the main role. I don't know if he's in anything else. Uh, I don't either. But you know, he's uh, Asian gentleman. I don't know. I don't know. That that's kind of the the tricky thing where that's a for nerds. That's an iconic role, and. Well, he's not Sam Beckett, but he is the Quantum Leaper. Right. So, but at he's the same a, he's time, Doctor Swan. Those are some. Well, well not just Sam uh, Beckett, but you know, Dean Stockwell. That that those are two iconic characters, and you had you had better do those right. Well, that's the thing. Did you see the preview? Oh, I I didn't see. I, well, I've seen bits of the preview. I've heard. I've you know heard other shows talk about it, but uh, looks like they did it right. And I'm the Quantum well, Leap guy. Uh, yeah, well, that's um, hey, that's true. That's your baby. I I took Robin Hood action figures and played Quantum Leap. Okay, yeah. I that's played what, that's Quantum. I, that's what I'm saying, man. When I, and I I fought. That was like my first. I don't know. You that might was my be the first only right. You might be the only person who's actually played Quantum Leap. Yeah, with action played it with action figures that had nothing to do with the show. Uh, it was a Robin Hood that that uh, didn't was it look Kevin like Kevin Costner. Kevin, 
Nope, because I had the other one too. I had the lacrosse bow one looked like Kevin Costner. I had and I had that, but there were three different versions of the regular Robin of Loxy, and I had the one that did not look like Kevin Costner, and so that's why he made a perfect Sam Beckett. Nice. Yeah, I'll tell you, that was the first right I ever won as a human being to stay up at ten to ten to eleven p.m. to watch as, a ten p.m. show. As a kid, be like, I'm an adult. I, we're doing adult things. When, when begging didn't work, I fought. Not like like with my hands and feet or nothing like that. I was like, but I got good grades. Fuck. I don't want a lot. I'm a good boy. Yeah, I threw it out there. I did. I threw the I'm a good boy card out there. <laughs> I, threw, I threw out all I had, and that was about it. <laughs> I'm like, because this was it. This was my. This was the seduction for me. You mean to tell me there's a show about a time traveler and it's on at 10 o'clock and it's not a comedy? It's got to be great. And it's, it's not a cartoon? And that was it. All of that's all I needed to know. And then my ass would fall asleep at 1045 in this thing. No, that never happened. I always saw it. So. But uh, hold on. Let's. I'm going to pull up the. Because I don't recognize, frankly, anybody else. I don't either. Which. which which I was gonna say that's part of the issue with, um, with Rings of Power because Adam, do you know they're spending how much they're spending per episode on Rings of Power? No, I don't. Almost sixty million dollars, and you don't know one single person on that cast. If you do, then God bless you. But I don't know one single person from that cast, not one recognizable face. But here's the difference: House of the Dragon. It's one million million episode, and I know most of that cast. All the time. Oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that guy from Replacements. He's Whitery. You know, he's... Oh, it's this guy. Oh, it's this guy. Oh, it's this guy. Oh, it's one of the Andes from uh, Hot Fuzz. Like, Hot so, Fuzz. All right, so let's look at the cast here. Let me share the screen real quick. So we are going to IMDb. And Adam, this comes out September 19th. That's that's next week. So, uh, oh, it's next okay. week, huh? Next week. So, uh, yeah. Doctor Ben Song is played by Raymond Lee, and once again, I apologize. I don't know who this is. Uh, let's see. He is known for oh, he's in Top Gun Maverick. I think I've seen uh, him stuff. Kevin can f himself. I haven't watched that one here and now on HBO. Watch that. Um. Here and now, so yeah, I, I promise to love faithfully. I don't, I don't watch too much uh, of the new stuff all the time. So, but and then who is playing? Is it is that Jewel State? Why is Jewel State there? No, uh, right here, this girl, Caitlin. Caitlin Bassett. Uh, Caitlin Bassett. Bassett. She's playing. Uh, she's playing Al, but she's not playing Al. Al. But she's good. She's really good. She's like the police are chasing us. You need to get away from them. Yeah, that's uh, that's all she's in. That's it. She's she looks like she's she looks like she's uh, she looks like she's doing a good job. They all do. They all look like they're doing a good job in that. Uh, Ernie, Ernie Hudson looks Ernie great Hudson, in it. Well, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson can be in anything. Jewel State. You know, she can be in anything too. Um, as far as the rest of the cast. Uh, not too many people that I am uh, familiar with, so uh, 
theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime. Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the quantum accelerator and vanished. You know what I mean? Do you know what they mean by that? Time travel within your own lifetime? What does it mean? It means, it means okay, so you're born in 81. If you're Dr. Sam Beckett, born in 1981, you cannot travel back any further than 1981 because the quantum science didn't account for that. Never right. did. Okay. It was impossible for a human being to time travel prior to the date of their birth. Okay, that, yeah, because that makes sense. Because that's the thing. That's always the well. How do you? That, that was how, the hook in the yeah. show. Well, and that's hey, as far as like science, that's smart science fiction. That's just good right. science fiction. Exactly. So, so that was always the limitation on the time travel. And then the next part was like there was not supposed to be any kind of like God or anything like that. They were scientists. Only they could never figure out why they could never retrieve them. They could right. never pull him. They tried in the first couple episodes. They tried to pull him back. You'd see the, they're like, all right, we're trying to pull him back. And you'd see the electric come through him, and it would just fade out, like it would like just, bzzz. right. And they couldn't. They could never retrieve him so, until he served his purpose. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Let's say it here. We'll we'll review the show. Uh, it comes out the nineteenth. What is it on? It's on NBC. NBC. So hopefully. Hopefully it's on uh, Peacock because that's uh, streaming on Peacock. That's what I stream. That's one of the things uh, I have. So that's cool. So yeah, uh, definitely check that out, and we'll review it on the show. Maybe we'll bring it to the roundtable. Who knows? We'll see. There's an evil leaper too. <laughs> same kind of same kind of science experiment. Only instead of, it's almost like Spawn. The other side recruited somebody. Nice. Like, do you remember that? Remember that uh, line in the Spawn? I don't know if you saw the Spawn animated show all the way through, but it was in the first season where uh, Hell is talking about it. And they're like, listen, if we wouldn't have recruited you, the other side would have. And they were talking about heaven. Right. Oh, yeah. All right. So, real quick, one last thing I forgot to mention, Adam. You'll like this. Coming in December, Batman Spawn. It's in good hands. Oh, it looks good. So that's why you don't see me shaking my head. I see yeah. me nodding my head. That's a that's that's a winner. I'm okay with that. That's a winner. Yep. Dude, I didn't even notice Spawn on his back. Yeah, I couldn't uh, fit the entire uh, picture in there because of the old ram. But uh, yeah, that seems that seems heavily unbalanced. I oh, wonder no, why. On. Well, let's go. Hold on. Let's go to. Uh, 40 story drop of a knee straight into a kidney you never mind you never you, you never feel bad for taking the dirty shots with murderers i'm paraphrasing if you remember that from the image comic there we go that's the whole picture there yeah holy shit yep wow that's a winner 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 chicken yeah yeah but here, yeah, so since we're on McFarland's page here. All right, that's just cool. I, I love that. That's nuts. I, lo I love Gunslinger. Um, so we got Todd playing with a lot of the toys from the Avatar line here. That's the one we were talking about earlier. So uh, McFarland's doing the line for the new Avatar movie coming out in December. And once again, not the biggest Avatar fan. I'm not, I'm not going to pick any of these up. They're still fantastic. No, I'm I'm not gonna pick them up just 
simply for the fact that I'm not. But I mean, boy, if I was a kid, those toys would probably make me run into see Avatar real quick. Oh yeah, no, they're totally doing their job because it's like, hey, I'll go check that out. <laughs> I yeah. will go check that. Out. Yes, yes, so, all right, Adam. Um, is there anything else that we were talking about? I don't remember. We've we, uh, we, 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 we've gone rogue, but yeah, rogue is the best way to go. Yeah, usually. Um, no, uh, the new, uh, you know, the McFarland toys are coming, and uh, the Masterverse just keeps getting better and better. They release Stratos. As you can see over my shoulder here. I have now the proud owner of the Horde Force Commander, Katra. She was found at Sergeant Red's. Nice. Yes, sir. And uh, I saw it like that. I said, John, why do you have Catra and I don't? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, I got her all over the store, man. I go, well, not this one. So now we're just looking for Hordak. Oh, yeah. She-Ra. They got. Horda uh, I might need a Hordak. I love Hordak. Did they do one? Oh, uh, they haven't done. I assume they haven't done one for Revelation yet. But if they do one for when they do one for Revelations, I'm gonna do that. Well, sure. they did. They did one for Masterverse New Eternia. So the one you're looking oh, for is out there. It's, it's oh. now. Yeah, uh, it's the wave that's coming in like a week. Right. Right after this, so it's out there. It's a deluxe. You can see it's a beautiful action figure. They did Hordak, Shira, Catra from the. Uh, Princess of Power line, I guess you could say. And then, well, no, yeah. And then uh, they've got, they just released Stratos, the image of Stratos. Jitsu is coming. Remember Jitsu? Mm -hmm. He was the one with the golden karate chop that would fight Fisto. I always remember the, the guy. That... Cobra Khan. Yeah. He didn't just squirt water. You could put alcohol in Cobra Khan. And you could ride a lighter, and you could fight like you know. Yeah, that's the shit I did when I wasn't. You uh, get turned into a flamethrower. I was like, I wonder if the stuff we learned in science class is true. <laughs> is science right? Let's <laughs> find out. Little did they know, I watched myself. <laughs> right. So, all right, and let's do something we haven't done in a little bit. Adam, what are you reading, my friend? Nightfall. Where are you at now? <laughs> right after the breaking of the Batman. Um, right after uh, Bane throws him off the top of the, the building. After he breaks his back, you know, 14 miles outside of the city at his mansion. Then he drags his fucking broken ass all the way to the middle of the middle of the town and throws him off a building. You know, fun stuff for Batman. Yeah, I just finished up the run, the most recent run of Swamp Thing, which was uh, issue 16 came out of that. Nice. And overall, it's one of those, like, it started off really good in the middle. Meh. You know, it got kind of weird because I think it fell into, I forget what storyline it fell into, but they tied it into, and I, it totally took, like, a, a right turn. I'm like, where are we, where are we going? And then uh, brought it back, and... Well, one of the fun things they do have, uh, they did have a couple issues that took place in Detroit. That was fun. I'm okay. Nice. We're, we're in Michigan, by the way. So uh, that's home nice of Cyborg. Thank you very much. Oh, that's true. So, uh, but overall, uh, that was that was the writer was Ram V. 
uh, if I had to give the entire run, I'd give it like a B minus. I liked it. I learned there was a lot of things I liked, especially in the beginning, uh, when it came to the end. And that's kind of one of those weird things because you know what you get with Swamp Thing, it's such a not like linear character <laughs> with things. It, it's just it, it's it a gets guy. Very, it gets very trippy. It gets very you yeah. know uh, and some well some of the the other I because I, I've in the last year I've read so much Swamp Thing, you know some of the storylines are more linear where it's here's a bad guy you know here's the enemy we're gonna fight him all right we've defeated him yay um. This one was literally where, um, I, and I forget the, the bad guy's name, uh, but it's literally like they took part of another guy and like uh, used part of like a dead guy, and the evil took over the living tissue of the of the guy, and it was just really like really crazy stuff, and then it turned into all the pollutants and all the bad things from like the like detroit detroit for the most part is a decaying city i know it's trying to come back but there's a lot of decay and a lot of they use that as a, a lot, lot of, of bad uh, stuff under the soil yeah uh they use a lot of that of the abandoned stuff in detroit that kind of became a monster unto itself you know the the old decay oh. of the old machinery it was really cool really interesting and i talk about it's like um and they like use the gray the, uh, kind of the gray and then a lot of the uh uh you know just a lot of the like super hyper industrial all the bad stuff you know from yeah. you know from uh days gone by and that that became an enemy that uh swamp thing was fighting and yeah i mean it, it really interesting um not not the not the strongest finish though sorry about the big yawn there not the strongest no. finish. i uh when did you read that i just finished uh <laughs> Cause I, 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 uh, I lost them for a couple of, for a couple months <laughs> <I lost them. laughs> because I, because I, I, be, between the comics you gave me and the comics, I was trying to keep up. I, I've got like, I've got piles. I've literally got a pile that thick of comics sitting on my nightstand. And then I what? got another pile of comics over here and like, it just got lost in the shuffle. Uh, but I finished the last four last week. I would, was I, because I, I I was thinking about you brought it up. I can never think about Swamp Thing anymore without thinking of the Batman versus Swamp Thing Alan Moore uh, oh. fight. Have you read that yet? I haven't yet. I've I've I only got I've, I've only gotten through the first uh, trade paperback of Swamp Thing Alan Moore stuff. I know there's six, and it's one of those. Every time I go to a comic book store or a bookstore, they've got three, but they never have two, or they've got one. It's never the one I need. <laughs> I got the, I got the, I got the whole run. I'll let you borrow it if you want to read. I, I got too much here. I still got your Gore the God Butcher, and I still got uh, that Superman well, uh, storyline. So I got to finish those a, before. Let me throw a bone to the folks at home. A little, a little spoiler to let their people oh. what what Swamp Thing really is. Okay, for the, them to understand, because Batman explains it perfectly in this. So you got Abby Arcane. She's been arrested by the Gotham City Police. For having sexual relationships and in, in inhumane relationships with something other than a human being. All right, this is what the fucking comic is about. And she's like warning people, you need to let me go. This is gonna get bad. This is you need to let me out of here. He's gonna come. Alec will come here for me. 
the ground starts tearing up in Gotham City, roots start coming everywhere. Give the folks at home a little bit of like, am I on the right track so far, Nick, of what, oh, yeah. pot, what, what Swamp Thing could do to something? And um, so this is what's going on. He has taken over Gotham City. The green is just everywhere. They send Batman after him, right? And there's a lot of dialogue in between. You know Batman's going to go for him. They fight. You see, like, buzz saws and everything off the Batmobile. You know, they're, I mean, they go at it forever. And so, basically, the mayor and whatever representative from our government is there in this office with Commissioner Gordon with Batman, and he says, listen to me, you need to give this girl over to him. You need to, you need to pardon her. I fought this thing. I can't stop this thing. This is a god. You have to stop this. Oh, no, no, no. She's having sexual relations with something that's inhuman. This is Alan Moore making this point in the like late 70s, 80s. And he says, okay, fine. He says, but, you know, Nightwing of the Teen Titans, he has a relationship with Coriander, and I believe her people evolved from cats, and she's not from this earth. And then there's what's-his-name flying around Metropolis with that reporter. He's not from this earth. And then the guy's like, oh, uh, he's like, I fought this thing. We can't, we can't, we, there's no, this is a no-win scenario. They let her go. He comes to his senses, and they let her go. In the last panel, Batman and Swamp Thing are talking. And Batman says, if you ever do this to my city again, I will kill you. And Swamp Thing says, yes, I believe you will. And that, that's one of the things I love about Swamp He's just very much, he's completely committed to his own fate. Yeah. He, he, he know, he, he's like, that's what, I do love Swamp because he does not come out of one battle undamaged. Like, he takes so much. Jeez, you know? But uh, Power Slice Pizza is still with us. Thanks so much, man. Swamp Thing versus Predator, and then there's Predator versus Batman, and Batman versus Judge Dredd, which I know, Adam, you know all about, because I know that those are ones that you've read. Uh, can't remember the Judge Dredd one. Know that they did not get along, because Judge Dredd was a murderer. <laughs> um, who do I think would win in a Swamp Thing versus the Predator fight? Uh, Swamp Thing just hacks the Predator into nothing. Um, What's that? And then Batman v. Predator is one of the greatest things you'll ever read in your life because the world's greatest detective is hunting down a slasher, this horrible murderer who's slashing people up, and he tracks him down. He actually does it. He fucking tracks him down, and when he does, this thing uncloaks and beats Bruce Wayne within six inches of his life. Right. And that's the first time or the second time you ever see Batman in an armored fight suit. Because the first time was Batman, uh, The Dark Knight Returns. So that comic is amazing. I can't remember Predator versus Batman 2. Yeah. Power Slice, did they have a Swamp Thing Predator uh, crossover? I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen that book, if they have. I Yeah, I don't know if you were asking our opinion on that one or not, but there's no I other way to write that. There's no other way to write that. Swamp Predator, I don't know, but... No, but I mean, think about what what Swamp, what Swamp Thing would know where the Predator is at all times. Yeah, as soon as he touched ground on Earth, he'd know where he is. 
Because basically, if you're Aquaman and you're at the bottom of the ocean and you're like, hey, Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing will just pop up in the ocean and be like, hi. Like, yo. So, he, he has no body. Everything is a husk. Yeah. So, but, um, all right, Adam, it's getting late and I am, I haven't seen my wife yet today. So, I'm going to go talk <laughs> uh, right. my wife. So, all right. All right. Uh, Danny, Power Slice Pizza, thank you guys so much for taking away. Thank you very tonight. much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Remember, we are coming back on Thursday. We're going to talk about some uh, some of the stuff that's streaming. So, um, nope. So, all right. Um, yeah. So let's wrap it up. But uh, once again, if you want to uh, catch up with us and what we're doing during the week or what's coming up on the show, go check out our Facebook or Instagram. Uh, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please give us a like and subscribe. Uh, it definitely helps the channel. Uh, if you want to take our if you're a podcast listener and you want to take us on the road with you, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, M Music, Amazon Music, sorry, and Google Podcasts. So, on that, thank you guys so much. Take care and have a good night. Love, peace, hair, grease. Good night, Planet Houston. We love you. Night, America. <laughs>